Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of Keen Minds. We're covering NBC's The Blacklist. This is Season 5, Episode 13, The Invisible Hand. I'm Jen, a.k.a. Takata Cycle. And I'm Tessa. And Tessa is not dying from the flu this week, which is always good. Yay! (laughs) You guys can't see her, but she looks a ton better. (laughs) (laughs) And it looked like death warmed over. Just slightly warm. I, I was a little worried last week, <laughs> so. Yeah. Right, well, how did you uh, like this episode this week? Um, I had. Uh, I mean, I like. I like the blacklisters were okay. Um, I, I love Red Ad- Adventures of Red and the Mailman with in a candy factory with Little Big Willie. I mean, that just priceless. William. Uh, and I and I, I certainly enjoy any episode in which Dom is part of, and this was Dom with Liz, and I, I, I maybe it is because I had already gathered in that Garvey was law enforcement or intelligence, and that um, Singleton was with him. I knew all that before. I mean, I had heard the voice; it was the internal affairs detective. I knew Singleton was aligned with with Garvey and taking his information from him. So it wasn't news for him. And I'm like, so Dom is Oleander. That's all I get. That's a little snippet that you're giving me. Uh, and. It- it was funny, after the episode was done, I looked at the room and I said, well, Tessa was off base with Dom being Scottish. He is Russian. But she was far too close. That's kind of terrifying how close she was on the law enforcement. Because <laughs> you and I had disagreed on that. I said, well, mm-hmm. if he is law enforcement, he must be the biggest egotist known to mankind. Yep, he's just an egotist. Mm-hmm. The fact that he's going into the into the field like he does... He's a U.S. Marshal. Yeah. He's basically untouchable. And and he, I mean, it's, it's, um, and, and I, it, I never said that Dom was not Russian. I think he was of Russian origin. And I still not convinced that he was born in Russia. I mean, that just doesn't jive with the freezers and the, and the toys that are American for Katerina. I have a lot of problems what it seems to be. I mean, everything is just colliding. And I'm like, I mean, episode 13 and this this season, we've had like two little snippets of of mythology. I mean, it's really been frustrating for someone that started the back half of the season incredibly frustrated and, and upset with the show. The fa- The lack of mythology has been it's been having me I've been pulling my hair it's been so frustrating and I mean I know that they're trying they're dragging it out is what they're doing and that's been a complaint all across the fandom outside with casual viewers even sometimes I know friends Mm -hmm. that just stopped watching because this this writing team has a bad habit of dragging it out and I remember listening to an interview or reading an interview or or something with with Camp a couple years ago where he was talking about that he was, you know, this was one of his first television shows that he'd written for. And when he pitched the idea, he tried to pitch the ending to them. They said, no, 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 you don't do that. Because you've got to make, if we can go eight seasons or, you know, insert number of seasons here, then you need to make that work. And so it was, the, the, this kind of has been a learning process for him on how to... Pace. How to, yeah, pace that out. Thank you. And 
I don't know if that's what's influenced it, but the major complaint that I have heard from both friends that love the show and are in the fandom and from those that I know, most of my friends that no longer that are not fandom members but have watched it no longer watch it because the the daddy issue just was stretched on too long. They said there there are too many mysteries that could have been put in here for that one to be stretched out quite as long as it was. And I mean it's it's just an issue that they have sometimes. And when they're dropping little hints of other things, I was good. You know, I was like, I don't like the fact they're stretching this out as long. Nobody's going to believe you when you do finally answer it. We may not even actually, you know, some of us might, and then it might be wrong again. You know, you just never know. But I, at least you've got to give the viewers something. And this is not strictly, as we've discussed multiple times, it's not strictly a, um, a um, you know, a cop show. You know, the, the mm-hmm. blacklister... It's the not way- a procedural and it's not a serialized. It's a mix. It's, yeah, it, it is. It's very much a mix of procedural and spy. It's, it's a fun mix genre. And so, I mean, if it were just a procedural show, you could get away with with doing that with less mythology, but it's not. And I don't know if it's, if there's a plan there or if it's just their timing issue. The timing issue has been something I've complained about for a long time. The one that I always go back to is Bill McCready, that it took him what a full season worth to find Tom Keen, who was sitting, you know, this master spy, Bill McCready, who trained the best of the best, couldn't find Tom Keen, who was sitting in his and his wife's favorite Chinese restaurant for months, you know, for weeks. And so, I mean, hmm. it's it's stuff that basically, it's I don't want to call it easy writing, but that's it's stuff kind of gets shuffled off to handle other things. And right now, it's it's a lack of mythology that we're seeing. And it's it's problematic. With the with the the pacing, I, I understand a lot of the pacing, I, and maybe I understand it because I have a theory, and within my theory, that kind of makes sense and it's explained. Like for example, I know I I think I know exactly why Bill that particular day to go after Tom, um, and it's all related to cat to Kate being actually not the lovely um, lady that she seemed to have been, but more of a foe waiting to strike. So I think that the day before the wedding was the way to do, to, to go on the day of, of his wedding. So I, I'm, I'm fine with that. But this is episode 13 of a season, and we have got Tommy's Oleander, and and uh, that's it. Yeah, I mean, we learned the big splash of Red is Liz's father that some of us have been calling from episode two on. Yeah, you know, some people from the first episode on. So, so we had two two things that Liz is is Red's daughter. Is like, yeah, but I believed it when he told it to Kirk because I got what he was saying. He is. He's going to answer he's Liz's father. He will not answer that he's Liz's father, but he will answer that Liz is his daughter. So that wasn't a big reveal. I mean, 
And maybe this is happening because we're maybe too far ahead. I mean, maybe, but I mean, and, and the thing is, the reveal for Liz being his daughter, you know, the, the actual reveal was at the end of season four. We're 13 episodes into season five. Mm-hmm. And they've, they've killed a character. I mean, they, they slaughtered Tom. I mean. Without revealing anything about him. Yeah. With we leaving have no a idea lot of loose of, ends. That, of, yeah, we, we, we got a, a couple of things with the, uh, basically with the Alcyon and Whitehall, which is fine. I was fine with Whitehall. Just, just let me know that I'm going to get some of what happened to Tom, who took Tom and all that, because you... That is part of that is part of the blacklist. That's not part of redemption. I don't think they will, though. I think they will. So, I think that we both are saying the same thing. We're extremely frustrated because in all of season five, we have got zero reveals except that Dom is Oleander. They're bringing Katarina back up. Um, no, that was season four. I. I'm trying to play through season five and what we've seen. And they they were basically, they spent all of, of 5A setting Tom's death up. Um, setting this, this mystery up. We've got the bones that Tom was chasing down. And, I mean, but until that's revealed, there's really no more information on that. She's just following the, the trail. Mm-hmm. Which is no new information. It's just that particular storyline it's it's nothing from the mythology so you're we right have had, yeah, we have had we have had basically a lot of parallels this has been a parallel fest parallels everywhere but as far as facts something that you can because when i tell people well but we had a lot of parallels that tells you how red build their empire but it's not a canon fact and and you know what they're right it's not a canon fact. And then on this one, maybe because I, w- I had already surmised that there was no way on earth except that Garvey was law enforcement or intelligence and that Singleton was in his pocket. So it's like, we really didn't get anything in this episode. And I mean, not that I'm complaining. I love Dom. And whenever Brian Denny is on, on, on the screen, I'm happy. But I mean something. Yeah, it just a little. It, it fell short. It for for all the there are very few things. This sounds horrible. I mean, because I've been such a raging fan for so long, but there are very few things that are getting me super excited this season. And the fact that Dom was coming back actually had me excited. I, mm-hmm. I was pretty excited about it. I love Dom. I um one one of my favorite hopes was that Tom was actually going to stumble across him and it's funny in a way he sort of did without actually meeting him um but um it just adds to my disappointment that he wasn't the one that came across him and fi- to find Oleander but but you know the fact that Liz was sitting there and it was Blacklister over on Tumblr uh Blacklister 214 that said you have this major spy you have this incredibly intelligent FBI agent that her boss was telling her if you approach this guy he's very dangerous be careful she's letting Dom walk out of her line of sight she's sitting there and drinking with him they're talking she doesn't press him a whole lot i uh, you know just there are a few clever turn of phrases in there where where he avoids, you know, there was one that um, she asked if, if he and Katarina were friends, and he said, oh, I saw you once. 
It's mm-hmm. he's still he's staying on the course of talking about Katarina, but he doesn't have to directly lie Katarina to her. Katarina is a little shiny object that you can put in front of the baby and like forget yeah. about everything else. Yeah, and it's it just was kind of disappointing. And I I sent a friend a message who who has ceased to watch the show. She just she finally got you know was done with it and left uh, after the fall finale. And I said, I swear to everything you're gonna. She lives out in California. I said, you're gonna hear me if Dom does. If Liz doesn't find out who Dom is, I said, I'm gonna lose it <laughs> at the end of the episode. I said, I'm losing it. <laughs> I was so mad. And so uh, I, just, I wasn't. I wasn't really expecting that she was gonna find out who Dom was. But I mean, Mankey was a little something. And that's it. Like it just it needed something. And they're just. Oh, she met him! Yay, and that's that's exciting. Mm-hmm. But the, it just but fell again, short. Again, from where I'm coming, from my theory point of view, she already met her mother in Emma. So this is just one more that she meets, and she has no idea who she's meeting. <clears throat> but it, even then, it, I even, mean, even a taking, little something. Even honey. taking your theory, let, let's just for a moment, because mm-hmm. you know I'm not on board with the the. Uh, Carlos Katarina. Carlos Katarina. But just for the moment, let's say you're right about both of them. The audience doesn't know that either. The audience knows who Dom is. And that's what's different, is we're sitting there and we know. And so we know what to expect. And that that's where it feels like it's falling short. The, you know, you got to give us some, some sort of... It, it comes back to the emotional payout that I've been talking about since the fall finale. That you just, you've got to have that emotional payout. You can't just keep opening up this sinkhole of questions and never give anything back. I mean, yeah, sure, you can unload it all at the end and look at the pretty gift we have, but people are going to have lost interest. Yeah. And I feel that at this time, you know, even the Garvey reveal of being law enforcement I mean, I, I reasoned it in last in that podcast. It had to be. I mean, it was just written in. You know, it, it had like flashing neon lights saying Garvey is law enforcement. There was no way on earth he was not going to be law enforcement. That was obvious. Well, so look, looking now, back, me is like, oh yeah, yeah. Looking back, we have all the dirty cops this season. And you and I had talked about how many dirty cops they were dealing with of various sorts mm-hmm. this season. How they were paralleling. The, and this is what they've been working up to is Garvey. Mm-hmm. The ultimate dirty cop. He's a, you know, he's a, a U.S. Marshal. Yeah, he's a U.S. Marshal, which is, you know, not a deputy of a U.S. Marshal. He's a U.S. Marshal. It, I mean, those guys have a lot of power. Oh, I, I screamed. Like, it's the first time I've scared the cats, you know, while watching Blacklist in a while. <laughs> I screamed. I was like, oh, he's a freaking marshal. Holy crap, we're doomed. <laughs> mm. I just, I mean, that's, everybody knows that's a big deal. Yeah. So, the, I mean, it was, it felt very much. So, I mean, we're both disappointed in that. And, and at this point, I, I'm, I'm seriously saying, and I've been always, you know me, I've been always a very stand supporter and saying, you got to be patient. I This time, I'm joining the chorus of, I mean, guys, you got to just do a bit more. Join us. <laughs> I've been freakishly patient. I lost my patience. Join mm-hmm. me. <laughs> yeah, I'm right there. Um, you want to talk about the task force? Yeah, I mean, like, everybody was on their A-game on, on the acting point, you know, it's, I, I very much enjoyed watching 
I, I loved wrestler's little moment. Yeah, yeah, we know he's cute. <laughs> I thought that was adorable. I think he actually seems relatively happy for them. You know, is I mean, and that's that's nice to see Russ happy for them. Yeah, I I would love to see. Um, and and it's, it's funny that wrestler is beginning to to recover a bit of that lightness that we just kind of saw only when. Um, when he was with Audrey, because before he was like so super focused. And then after that, he was into the drug stuff. So it's nice to see that he's actually beginning to understand that, you know what? World is not so perfect, but I'm okay. And I'm, you know, I'm doing my job and maybe that's enough. Our little wrestlers growing up. I'm so proud Mm -hmm. of him. Yeah. He's, he's not a boy scout anymore. Poor guy. Um, I, I very much enjoyed Wrestler. I I feel like they, they've always had some issues with the balancing the characters, and there's been a lot of complaints about Wrestler kind of fading to the background. And he does here and there. I mean, but he, he gets his arcs, and then he fades, and then he gets his arcs, and then he comes back. And it's just, it's what but the story But all the secondary, ca- yeah. the secondary yeah. characters will always get that. Exactly. A story here, and then they, they kind of fade, and then you get a little story, and then they kind of fade. I've lost my character, though, so I'm like, no, I, I want to know what's happening with these people. Bring them forward. <laughs> I'm right there with everybody cheering for it now. <laughs> um, let's talk about the part with Red, then, because it wasn't a lot of the blacklisters. The blacklisters were, um, they were like Natalie, Luca, you were saying before. I agree. I mean, I didn't feel, if they had just stopped with the guys with the spill, I would have said, you know what? Those people really deserve bad stuff happening to them. Not sure that the bad stuff was to being buried alive, but, you know, a lot of people die there. Horrible death. Yeah, like, they they kept saying that they did it in a legal route, and I'm going, I don't know how you kill an entire town and get away with it. Like, (laughs) Well, they do it all the time. I mean, you, you know that that's the stories, and they cover it up, and they buy the people, and then they do the settlements. You know that they do that all the time. And, you know, so that, that part was like, okay, well, they're, they're bad people. But then you start going after gun manufacturers. It's like uh, that you're crossing a line there because just because a gun is cheap doesn't mean that, you know, it, it, that is a very gray line. Yeah. And it depends very much on where you stand. So you, when you start killing those people, I'm really not comfortable. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. I agree. Because it's not like that guy was going out and, like, Handing them or, or handing them over to the gangbangers and like marketing them to the gangbangers. I mean, that's yeah. It was. I, I agree. It was kind of an iffy subject anyway, and <laughs> I just. I don't know. I didn't have any sort of attachment to them. I like you said. I, I we were talking before the podcast started. It was very much like Natalie Luca for me. I had I had so many people back then that they were going, "Oh, weren't they sweet? Don't you just love them?" And I went, "No, I really no. don't care." <laughs> I didn't no, care at not. all. They're not. They're not cute. They're not. So I I didn't feel so. But it was. I mean, it was an okay episode, an okay blacklister, um, an okay work on the task force. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed Cooper handling the 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 file of Oleander. Now, you think it was a little suspicious that Cooper got that file so fast? Maybe, but it also might have been TV magic that, you know, just mm. when they needed it. I mean, I it's, think it could go either Harold, way. Yeah, our dear Harold is holding secrets. He might be. I mean, 
Cooper has a lot of secrets. Uh, it's certainly a possibility. Um, then Don read with the, the mailman. I mean, this is so funny because the mailman is making a lot of money. So he may be putting it away or I don't know what, but it wasn't enough to do his liposuction or the guy is just a moron. <laughs> Could you know? be either way. <laughs> but he decides that is nothing more than to steal a pack of cocaine out of a known drug dealer it, it could a drug also, dealer called big giant or big little willy no no li, was it big little willy mm-hmm. or no, little no. big willy li, little yeah. big willy yeah i think that was it the other way around a, a basically been, yeah a, a six foot insult. ten monster um that is a gang member and you're stealing the cocaine from him and then you're blaming some other guy that ends up in Probably what is the most graphic of all scenes that I have seen at 8 p.m. Dismember body parts. I don't know. They did the wood chipper last last half of the season. The wood chipper was pretty bad. I think this was worse. Really? It's actually body parts. The TV is so funny. It's like, don't show a breast. But, I mean, the body parts is fine, you know? It's the sex that will get the little kids, you know, all messed up. <laughs> but the, the violence is great. Bring the wood chipper cut people in pieces i i was joking with someone the other day i said my parents were pretty pretty good about you know like you can't watch this you can't watch this it's too violence to this is to that when i was a kid but they never watched what i was reading so i read some really violent comics i said this probably explains my my writing in life now Mm -hmm. because my my writing tends to get pretty violent (laughs) (laughs) it's because all of my reading was super violent you know i was reading dc and marvel and like blood flying everywhere and Mm -hmm. and you know manga comics with like the (laughs) you know body parts flying and that was just a day in the in the reading for me and so this kind of stuff doesn't phase me the the blacklist violence is very very much cartoonish. The whole blacklist is very cartoonish. I mean the close up, the dark interiors, um, and the teletransportation. So it's very, very cartoonish. You know the 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 colorful names, the undertaking, the toy maker, yeah, the coroner. Okay, I have to t- I have to say this. Because both the Rumi and I started cackling when they opened with the uh, the invisible hand, and they called themselves that, and we went really, and then they started raising their hands like that, and we went really. <laughs> we were both in full mocking of, of the blacklisters for this one. I mean, they were. What did I? I called them something dramatic hipsters or something to that degree they were they were like the kids that are like seven years old and they remain because their parents were killed and they remain like those little kids they were inside at that age and yeah. you know including with a secret society and except they murder it's a murdery secret society and yeah i agree i feel like there was something staunched in their their development there mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was you know, th- there are certain genres that, that you can get away with those kind of names. And, and it's weird. I don't know exactly what it was. Maybe it was just a combination of all of it. But the secret mm-hmm. hand with their little gesturing and just the way they were, it just it went into full mockery zone in, in the roomies and mine's apartment <laughs> we were watching. But let's go back to the, the, the drug dealer, and then they start this war, in, and Red shoots the mailman. How funny was that? And well, he said, oh, we, had, sh- we had to back it up. I, I looked away for five seconds, and Kira goes, 
the roomie goes, did, did he just shoot Anthony? And I went, I don't know. And I backed up and went, yep. And you know, I, I made the and comment. And then he I, says it funny, like they were fresh out of balloon. I'm sorry. I shot you. Yeah, that, that was funny. But on, on the more serious side of it, there is the whole thing of that. He is continuously getting people caught in the crossfire of his war. And so it was interesting to see that because, I mean, he's gotten Tom killed. We don't know what the whole, you know, we've had multiple people that have been caught in the crossfire of this Baz died. Yeah, but had, this is this is not really his war. I mean, this is a stupid I know, but giant little Willie and I, and, I understand and that. I'm and, not saying that, but he turns around and shoots. It's friendly fire. And I'm just <laughs> like, you know, it was funny. It was meant to be light as shooting your friend can be you know but it's red it was still interesting because so many people keep dying around him and getting injured and having to leave around him because of things that he does and chooses to do and you find out afterwards that this wasn't all just by chance some of it the reason that he he pushed and pushed and pushed for anthony to go was because he wanted in, he wanted to meet this guy. And by the way, honesty is the best policy, Red. Really? Since when? Well, when, it, when it's convenient for him. Yeah, maybe. He just left the when it's convenient for me. God, I, I yelled at the TV a little after that. And then it's been circling around Tumblr, I noticed, that uh, someone made the quote and then uh, a Karen Sia on... Uh, on Tumblr, <laughs> answered it with a gif of Chandler from Friends going, really? <laughs> I went, oh, yeah. that's perfect. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I read was, um, it was a fun, I mean, that part was fun. And let's get to to Dom and Liz. Because this is where the, oh, and Liz with Tom Box. So now we finally find out that Tom was investigating a lot of things. He just put it in a box and Liz didn't have the key. Now, I wonder if they put a little tracking device on that key, because I don't know if you remember when they were visiting the toy maker, he said, oh, the, the eye was just the beginning. I also made them and then Red cut him off. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering what else did they put where that they need to be tracking, you know, Liz. So, but here we are. We know that Tom had been investigating and keeping his notes. That's wonder, how she gets to Oleander. I wonder when Liz found this. Did she just know that he kept it and just didn't, like, that was just okay? Or, he didn't have the key. Well, I guess well, I understand what, that, but, I mean, he had it. He obviously had it. Did he have it in the house? Did she clear it away have. when she... Yeah, I mean, but... Tom wasn't going to have another hole in the floor. He knew better than that. And so, you know, that I'm curious if she just, she knew he had it and just. Probably. And he's locked because he's, there's a gun in there. That's true. And that, that may have been, you know, just assumed it was the gun safe and went it on. It was a gun safe. Yeah, it was a gun safe. So she, he had in there the, the stuff and the, and I don't think it was meant to be hidden from her, but they took all his effects and yeah. you know, a year later they hadn't given to her. Yeah. So obviously she only brought back to the apartment, the things that she needed to reconstruct the crime. And it could be that she thought that there was something in there that she, she knows how he thinks. And so she thinks that maybe he was hiding something under there. So she stored it away with everything else so that it wouldn't be taken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was, it was interesting to see finally the little notebook 
and this and the and the little box uh, version uh, 2.0 that Tom kept. It was very sad to see the the box. I I did get a screenshot of all of his notes. I, I want to make sure to look at those later. I I have not looked at them. I, I was so upset with the episode that I didn't even rewatch. Well, I I rewatched it this afternoon just for the sake because honestly I didn't remember much from it. I watched I, it I and I went it. all right, and then I moved on with my life and. I watched the dumb parts. That was that's it. I, I as disappointed as I was with the dumb parts, that was still the best part of the episode. Mm-hmm. Now, let's get on to Dom. Oh, Dom! We got Dom's last name. I was actually really excited about that. Well, he's fake last name. Well, yeah, but <laughs> it's, it's we blacklist. have no idea what his real name is. Yeah, I mean, because everyone assumes it's... Well, I mean, no, they did assume it was Rostov, but then you find out that was her married name, so who knows what her maiden name was. Um, But, yeah, it's... Uh, I, I was excited to get that, because, I mean, Dom. That's all we got. Yeah, but now I have a lot of things on Dom and, and Oleander. And go. So I know that that finally we find out something about Dom. Dom was apparently this this uh, this um, Soviet operative. Now, I don't know, but the CIA brings him in, or he's in here. They investigate and they let him go. I do not buy that for a second. Not for a second. That to me sounds like. Okay, we need to establish that Dom is a Soviet operative. So how about if we get the CIA to investigate him and open a nice file on him so he's suspected of being a Soviet operative and he's basically clear because of lack of evidence. So to me, that sounded like like one of Red's charades. He's he needed. Somebody needed to get this guy to be an operative. And then I started thinking, well, you're getting Fitch that was the Decemberist, and then you get Dom that was Oleander. And everybody was operating in the United and the Soviet Union. So this is all very this is starting to sound like the Katarina was a KGB agent, yet the Orea didn't know about her. You know who we haven't heard mentioned in a long while? Velov. No, well, no, we heard him mention just mm-hmm. in this episode. We haven't had the Cabal mentioned in forever. It's in just forever. Red in, had got a seat on in the table. Red got a seat at the table, and then it was just shoved under the rug. I don't think that's mm-hmm. been forgotten. I think he just needs it forgotten. Now, to be fair, the woman that he got the seat from is now dead. Mm-hmm. And so it may be that her sect of it is just gone, and so he no longer has a seat at the table. It depends on how high up he ended up. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because if you really think of the night of the fire, Garvey probably is Cabal. Oh, yeah. I, I could see that. I mean, but they said early on, they talked about the Cabal being members of the the government of, the, you know, of, uh, in in the police force all through all layers of the government and that it totally makes sense for them to have had a u.s marshal at some level he might have even mm-hmm. been at, at the table yeah because he might have... still doesn't know his name he doesn't know his face as far as we know as far as we know i mean he's had a year to research i mean 
Who knows? I think Red knew who he was as soon as he saw the, the Damascus knife part. Could have. Once I- he saw that. So, I mean, we know the Cabal is down there, and I think I think Garvey got to be Cabal, because I think that even back then, I don't think he may have been a a um, um, a marshal. I think he was Navy or, or Army. That's yeah, what his ring is like. But I think that they climb within the Cabal. I think that's a lot of the reason why people join the Cabal in this mm-hmm. little universe that they live in, is because mm-hmm. they get to climb. They get to... Mm-hmm. You know, they, they meet people, they make connections, and it's a club. as they're as yeah, it is. It's it's the bad guys club. You know, they they rule the world and make connections. <laughs> yeah, they rule the world, and I think he's coming back to that because uh, there was an interesting thing in that interview with Bogenkamp, and he kind it. of explained the the twenty seventeen. I don't think that, that you you think you mentioned you didn't hear it. But he basically was saying the 2017 plan was basically the guys deciding that let's just take down the Soviet Union for 25 years. We will get insanely rich. We'll control the world. We'll just start a war that we create another war. We just get very rich. And then at the end of 25 years, we bring back the bipolar world. And, and and so Fitch was the conservative that wanted to wait for the 25 years. It was 2017. Peter was worried. He said, well, actually, if you start looking at it, Peter was one of the good guys. He was worried that the world was too unstable. And he wanted to bring back the 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 bipolar world earlier than 2017. Because he was concerned that it was getting to be way too bad. So, um, I, I mean, it's it's a kind of like an insane plan, but it kind of worked. I mean, they all got very rich. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying, is that they, they grew within what they were. No, he probably wasn't a U.S. Marshal at the time, but he climbed the ranks mm-hmm. within this. I mean, because we've seen all of them do that, except for Red. I, I personally think that Katarina was involved in the Cabal as well. That, that's I think he was a, the, the, the father, one of the fathers. Potentially, but, but I've, I've always thought that maybe Katarina and that maybe even Scotty or, or Howard were. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I don't know about Scotty and Howard because they, the, the Cab- Hitchens hated them. Doesn't mean that they weren't part of it and then left. I could see that being a pretty... Or, you know, in the early days when, uh, you know, or had some sort of connection to it. I, I think that Scotty and Katarina knew each other. I mean, because we know Red and, and Howard did. So I, yeah. I've i always thought that, that Scotty and Katarina knew each other, had connections. I My assumption is it comes through the cabal on some level, uh, through the spy ring. And so that's, that's just We know I, they had to. Yeah. Because of all the the contractors in the world, Rostov went for that particular one. Yeah. Uh, no. And then there is that, that lovely picture of a woman, a dark-haired woman with a girl blowing bubble. That is right there in the wall where, where we have this long scene with Red and, and Scotty. And in that wall, there is all these celebrities and and politicians. In three, in that room, there are three pictures that are personal: her with Howard and Christopher as a baby, 
a golden retriever on the wall and the picture of that woman with a girl blowing bubbles. So, uh, I mean, bubbles, bubbles, how many girls blowing bubbles are there in a show? Yeah, no, I agree. I, I think that they're all interconnected. That was one of the reasons I was so convinced that they weren't going to kill Tom because he was he was the tie there. And so that's... Did you find a little upsetting the fact that Dom didn't seem to react at all to the fact that his do- his granddaughter had lost her husband? Oh, I think he did. You don't think he did? He, you know, he said, oh, I'm so sorry for your loss, but I didn't. I, I saw the initial reaction when he opened the door with her. But he's also, he's a train covert operative. He's going to bury a lot of that. And so I, I think he did react to it. I mean... One, he didn't know Tom. Mm-hmm. And well, if, that we know of. Yeah. I mean, I guess Tom could have come across him. But I I also think that if Tom had come across her grandfather any way, shape, or form, that would he would not have kept that from her. If he knew. Yeah, that's true. Was. That's true. If he didn't know that, yeah, that, that is very accurate. But, no, I, I think that for a covert operative trying to keep his secret... I think we saw a lot from him on that. I loved, loved... Okay, I, I made my first gifts, the, like gift compilation for the Blacklist in forever from this episode mm-hmm. with his little eye roll he had going there when he was talking about Red. <laughs> and so I, yeah, I don't know he if you shot saw up it. pretty good there. I, I don't know if you saw it or not, but I made a little uh, mini gift set of, of him and Liz, from, Liz mm-hmm. from the previous episode, rolling her eyes at Red. I said the, the eye rolling is strong in this family or something like that. The frustration with Red is strong with this family. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, 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 was, it was interesting. The, their meeting was very interesting, and it's, it's amazing that, that, uh, that Dom... You know, you could tell that he. If I think that he he was an operative. I'm not saying he wasn't, and I'm and I'm pretty convinced he's Oleander, basically because he said it. Um, but I, I mean, that was pretty impressive. He came across his long lost granddaughter, who he hadn't seen since she was I don't know three four years old, and you know he kept it together. He did. It was yeah. He is impressive. Um, but no, I, I thought that for the situation he was in, with the training he would have had, everything coming together, that we saw just enough. He played it very subtly, and I, I thought he did very well with it. I mean, as far as we know, he never knew Tom, so he's not going to have the same reaction. It's just going to be his his estranged granddaughter of 30 years mm-hmm. lost her husband. Mm-hmm. That's horrible. My condolences. You know, it's, you know, there's going to be something, but he didn't know her or he didn't know Tom. And so. No, no, I wasn't expecting that, you know, like, oh my God, Tom is dead. I was expecting like a little more, um, you know, the condolences part was a little, yeah, I know he couldn't do much, but there was, I didn't even see much coming through his eyes or anything in there. See, I did. I I, I felt like it was very well played. That's just, um, there was, um, there was an, a, a, a little point in there, the way that, that he kept redirecting, reminded me so much of Red. Just keep talking about something else, you know? Katerina was the thing, and, and it was funny because it, there was a great moment where they're both sitting there, and they're talking about Katerina. 
And for a second, they seem like both to be having such a great time. Yeah, I mean, because they were reminiscing about her without any secrets being revealed. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, for the first time in probably 30 years, Dom was finally able to sit down and talk about his daughter with someone that he doesn't blame for her disappearance. Mm-hmm. I mean, Red's the, as far as we know, Red's the only one he's been able to talk about Katarina with, mm-hmm. and he won't because he blames Reddington. And so this is the first time he's gotten to talk about her fondly with anybody. Mm-hmm. That's, and that's it, but it was really. a nice job of redirecting. Like, yeah, I saw you with her once and all that. And oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely a nice job of redirecting there. I, I found interesting that the age he chose to say that he saw with Katerina is three years old, which is the last time that Liz was at the Tacoma Park House. Because I think that by now, it and after Requiem, and especially after the deleted scenes where you see the, the hair of the, Liz hair at that age, that is pretty obvious that Liz is bubblegore. I mean, I, would you say not? I, I don't know yet. Um, I mean, it looks very similar. I, th- I think that they're trying to get to that, but I don't know for sure. They did a lot of cutting with her with that hair. A lot of deleted scenes where that was that little actress. Uh, honestly, the I don't know if it's just TV because, I mean, these are the people that chose an entirely different breed to replace the dog when, when the first dog passed away. Uh, so sometimes... But the dog was in a point no 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 i'm just saying sometimes the the choices that they make on casting confuse the crap out of me like i just i i think they go back i heard Knopf do an interview once where he was talking about something and someone asked him well where's that coming from because no one's gonna ask that question and i'm sitting there going that's not true that's not how it works (laughs) and not with this kind of show uh, yeah, with this kind of show, we all ask that question every time. Every question gets asked. Um, but I and so I don't. I, I have a hard time with all the little actresses because I mean, obviously, you're going to have to have a different little actress because the little girl that played her they in grow. season two, yeah, she's too big. She can't play a three year old. And so I don't know if it's just something in the little girl or if they made a choice be- like I don't know what their choice like why they made the decision that they made for the little actress that they chose if it, well, if the hair was intentional or that little actress just happened to have that hair I don't know and without that information I can make assumptions but that's all they are is assumptions well to me, the, the 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 fact that she's there at three years old, and the fact that when this is kidnapped, and they said, you know, you you wouldn't let me see her, um, and Dom choosing now to say that saw her at three years old, because that's probably we, we've not we've seen Tom do this enough to know that he will take a little detail that is true, and then he will make it into something else, but that little piece of truth sells the part that is a lie. So I think that there was that that I mean to me I'm fairly convinced Liz is Bubble Girl, which means Liz was at that house at three years old. I think it's very possible. I, I think it's incredibly possible that she was. I am just I don't know. I for all the reasons that I just said I don't know. Yeah, it would be lovely to know. That's another one of those things it would be lovely to know. 
Eventually, because I assume then, we will. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm fine not knowing who Valerina is. I may have my ideas. There are theories. To me, it's Jennifer. But, I mean, Bubble Girl, come on. See, you play that scene, and yeah. once you saw the, the hair of that actress, it's like, oh, so Lisa, three years old, had longer hair. Oh. So, um, how fun was to see Red and Liz doing a little interrogation together? I, you know, I, I've seen people call parallels my my immediate thought for the uh the um <laughs> i wonder what that makes so- soldering gun was yeah. tom with the uh the medical yeah. drill and yeah. i'm just like these two were together a long time <laughs> you know? yeah they, they, there. they had a lot of parallels with those two and they continue to have a lot of parallels with those two and it both makes my heart happy and makes me very angry all in one fell swoop yeah, it was so much fun um, because we, we had before, like, she learned to use a sniffer packet with Tom. By the way, you and, and Tom learned it from Aram. That's what they use on Amanda Bigelow. Yeah. Well, he may not have learned it from Aram, but he, he we saw, I mean, Liz made the comment in that episode. She said, we use it in the FBI, too. I I still say my favorite thing about her comment about learning it from Tom is the fact that they sat around and he got to talk about this thing that used to be his entire life, the job, and mm-hmm. got to talk to her about things. Because I just I remember in season two how excited he was when he got to tell her, well, just sneeze. If you need to distract him, sneeze. He was so freaking excited to be able to tell some tell mm-hmm. her something real. And, and something that Red picked up immediately and yeah. saved her out of that one. And and so the idea that they sat around after Agnes was in bed, you know, sat around with their glasses of wine and talked about fun little things, little tricks he knows and swapped ideas and and had this spy couple conversation. Just I'm both, like I said, both elated and disappointed at the same time because there's no more of it and that's my life with the blacklist these days lots of mixed bag of emotions i gotta say i mean i i know that probably they said that he's dead and he's dead and he's dead this is a part of me that continues to get this little bugging thing like yeah christopher hargrave is dead and tom king is dead but I, Christopher Hargrave wasn't really his name because Hargrave was not is not the name of Howard. He was born in Poland. Hargrave was not his name. Might have been. I mean, it, just be, if he was just because he's born in Poland doesn't mean he doesn't have like a British dad or something. You know, I mean, probably if he had one, he would have changed his name too. I don't know. Because it was I, a Cold War. Regardless, it, it's possible that, that Tom's alive. I, I would love for him to be alive, but even even me at this point, I'm sitting there going, because I, I, I've been playing to write this Fix-It AU, and I'm sitting here looking at this and going, because I, I was wanting to wait to see what they did with the back half of five, and I'm going, there's this whole thing is just, even if he pops up at the very tail end, it's like, oh, look, I'm alive. It's going to feel just so forced and 
like it was just a cheap writing gimmick to get her exactly where they needed her to go without it being organic, and it just it's going to really piss me off. <laughs> well, but it's going to be exactly the same what happened to Katerina because you don't think Katerina's dead too. Either. I don't think Katerina's dead, but there I, I don't. It, it may just be my my personal opinion of Tom and how how much I adore the character. I, Everybody here knows I'm compromised on this. This is not a secret. I don't try to say otherwise. No, I'm compromised on this character. <laughs> so I think that, that we pretty much covered um, everything. I, I'm, I gotta say, this is the first time in which I am actually disappointed. I, I've had moments of anger when I thought, oh, they're changing the, the end game. I know that I'm not changing the end game, but I mean, people... Really? Really? You need to give a little more. I mean, Dom is Oleander. I got a squirrel in my, in my attic. <laughs> I mean, really? <laughs> I mean, like, excuse me, I'm here, you're hearing me, and you're chewing on something? <laughs> I told you about the time that the squirrel thought my truck was a bed and breakfast, yeah? Oh, no. How fun. Yeah, uh, I got uh, my wisdom teeth out a few years ago. And um, so my truck was was just sitting outside my parents' house for like a week while I slept off the medication. Mm -hmm. Went in and got it a week or two. I don't remember how long I was. it stayed there. But I went in and the engine did something really funky. It turned out there had been a squirrel that had nested in there. I may have fried him. I hope not. But <laughs> I guess yeah. I when my husband found um, squirrels or mice. And you know that they started putting um, the covers of the wires are actually made of porn. Yeah, that's what the Yummers! guy. The, the guy at the deal at the uh, uh, auto shop said, "Yeah, it's supposed to be you know better for the environment and stuff, but it also like attracts varmints because they're like, oh, tasty food." I went. He thought my truck was a bed and breakfast. Thanks, dude. You know? <laughs> it was like, I mean, I'm right here, and I'm hearing the little oh, guy. I can, just like <laughs> I can hear him. Yeah, that that's not a dog. That's a damn squirrel. <laughs> I want to keep this in the podcast. <laughs> oh my god, this has been fun. <laughs> this is just chaos podcast tonight. <laughs> yeah, it's been a chaos podcast, and and writers, we are a little disappointed here. Okay, writers, when Tessa joins me on the Grape Fest, you know. <laughs> you overdid it because I've been the most staunch supporter. But I gotta say, this I mean, Dom is Oleander in 13 episodes and Garvey is law enforcement, something that they already had given us before. I mean, now they're just like, you know. This is what I've been saying. They are, I, I wouldn't judge them so harshly if I didn't have four seasons to say you were better than this. I know the talent. You cannot fool me. <laughs> Yeah, because I mean, at this point, if you're really trying to to enlarge things so much, I mean, please don't do this to the blacklist. They did it to the X Files, and it was horrendous. I mean, things have, uh, stories have a beginning, a middle, and an end, and when they get to the end, they get to the end. Either you get to the end or you don't get to the end. But but it, when you don't, and you start like 
you know, it just feels like, oh my God, drag it. I mean, are you, are you kidding me? 13 episodes, 13 episodes was, we were in the Cypress Agency and the Deer Hunter. We have got the entire fiery call in, in season two. We have got to Alistair Pitt. We got through the entire thing of the director. We had, um, we were in, in Isabella Stone. We were starting on that exciting, and this, yeah. zero. I mean, two little things. Welcome aboard, Tessa. <laughs> We've been here. <laughs> I know, but I haven't. And I know. This is it's frustrating. Do you see why I've been so frustrated? Yeah. This is it. Plus, this yeah, is plus I, I made a, a lovely gift set, which I'm not fan of, of the gifts because I think that when you use them to, to, to illustrate a concept, for example, Red is not her father, but her lover. You get a lot of weird things because they do eliminate little moments. I mean, basically, you're just taking a little picture and creating a movie you, by yeah. eliminating. It, it can trains. be edited down, certainly. And that's... You, you lose micro, micro expressions that are very important. But, uh, but as you a, can also capture micro expressions. I, it, you, yeah, just, but you just have to get used to the gifting process. But yeah, you can capture some micro expressions. You lose you you lose something, you may be able to capture a little of the moments, but in general you tend to lose. I mean whenever I, I do analyze them, I always go back to the to the um to the real thing. But that's beside the point. My point was that I made these things of the first time that Dembe tells Red, you have to tell her. And and the, the, I, I think you forget because this is season one. Um no, this is season two when Dembe tells her you have to tell her, and and Red first looks like tell her what, like well, it's a foreign concept. I think and originally tell her everything you tell him about Tom by telling him everything, and Red is stricken like I, I don't know how to do that. Yes, you do. You don't think about it. You do it, and and Red expression is priceless. He's there like that's something that had occurred to me. The truth? What? <laughs> uh, I don't know what? how to do that. I mean, what is, it's very telling. What is this truth that you speak of? I don't, under <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> it's very funny because when you see that and then you see, you go back and you see, uh, tell, you know, Dempe telling him over and over, almost every season, you have to tell her. And then you have Dom telling her, you have to tell her. And even Carla, you, when are you going to tell her? So there is all these people, and then finally the people who give her the who give her the truth is Cooper, is Tom, and is Dembe. Well, we saw what happened to Tom. Watch out, Dembe and Coop. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's a dangerous thing to come in those secrets. But if they don't think it is, you know, I think that the the, the secrets is all about uh, Reds because he had things left for to tell her when he was gone. So it's it's basically shame or is fear. Of his own. So, yeah, give us stuff and honestly, give us more stuff. All right. Well, um, yeah, just come on, Blacklist writers. We, we know your talent level. That's all we're asking for. I um, think that about wraps us up. You have anything else to add? No, because there was not much in terms of mythology here. <gasps> yeah. Uh, there wasn't much in terms of much in this episode. It just... 
it felt like a filler episode to a great degree. It kind of was. What, what do we have the task force do while um, Gret runs around trying to find a way into the Nash syndicate and, and Liz meets uh, I, Dom? They, there, were, there were two points. There was Liz meeting Dom and there was Red getting to the Nash syndicate. It, mm-hmm. Everything else okay. was basically filler. So, we are on Facebook, we are on Tumblr, and we are on Twitter. You can listen to us on YouTube, iTunes, and SoundCloud. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, we've had a couple of people that have said very nice things, and we will post them soon. As soon as my call is clear and I can think. <laughs> However, yeah. I was fine to hear, to understand that there was no mythology in the show. Just in case <laughs> you're going to say that it's because of my head. No, I. You know what? I haven't had a cold, and I thought that as well. So, mm-hmm. there see you. Yep. All right, Kato. See you next week. Well, no, we won't. Olympics. Two weeks. Two weeks. Three weeks until we have the episode. Yes, I think so. I think it's three week break. But th- there was rumor that they were going to break for like multiple weeks in spring hiatus. But they're they're coming back apparently pretty quick. So. Oh, so we're gonna get like what four episodes more, and then another five more. I don't even know. They're they're funky this year. Whatever. It's it's Olympics. It's Thurina. Mm. I thought they were only doing one episode. I didn't realize this episode was coming in until someone, I think Allie, mentioned it. And I was like, oh, good to know. <laughs> I should probably tune in on Wednesday. <laughs> mm-hmm. <gasps> so, all right. Well, we will see you guys after the Winter Olympics. Um, as an American, I'm going to go, go Team USA. <laughs> But hopefully yeah, everybody I'm is particularly cheering for the um for the uh, skiers and for very personal reasons. And hopefully everybody is safe and healthy and does well. And so, all right. All right. Bye.